0: Report, the podcast where we do book reports on books we haven't read since the last time we did book reports. My name is Natalie, and my pronouns are she, her. Uh,
1: my name is Dwin and my pronouns are also she, her. Uh,
0: do you remember the Animorphs? Neither do we. This week, we are reading The Alien. Wait, no, not The Alien. The Secret by K.A. Applegate, also 1997. Do you remember what happened last time, Natalie?
1: I hope you do. We did I read do, it yesterday. I do, because it,
0: it was yesterday, so I do. And I remember that last book, we met Axe, or we got to be in Axe's head, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's an alien. There's all this, you know, the usual, the Yerks, the Andalites. Mm -hmm. And I was, the most important part of yesterday was that I was proven correct that the Andalites are the bad guys.
1: Yeah, you kind of were.
0: That was the most important thing. And at this point, I think we should intro our guest today. We have a very special guest. She is a friend of ours that we have known for 15 years. Something crazy like that. We're old. Uh, I would like everybody to meet Lucy. Lucy, do you want to intro yourself? I'd love to. Hi,
2: I'm Lucy and I use she, her pronouns as well. Lucy, what do you do
0: for a living? Tell everyone Um, what you do.
2: I'm an elementary school teacher, and I've never read any of the Animorphs books, but I do feel like I spent a lot of time looking at the covers. Um, I
0: think I have some in my classroom, so it was a good idea to finally dive right in. You're going to get to have, like, new conversations with your students about Animorphs. That's true, although I don't know how
2: in vogue it is these days, you guys, and I don't want to be, like, hurting your feelings. But I think the heyday of the Animorphs books were really, it's in the past. I'm not seeing a lot of traction on the Animorphs in the classroom. That's that's all I'm saying.
0: Dang. <laughs> I think <laughs> what you're saying they're is they're not come back cool. In.
2: <laughs> I think Animorphs, they were big, man. With those covers, honestly, wow. But they just, when's the last time an animorph book came out? I mean, you guys will find out. I think, the I mean, I think they're,
1: they're over, yeah. Yeah,
2: I think, but <laughs> it, it, that gives me some context and it was really great checking out the 90s again. <laughs>
1: uh, well, Lucy today wrote the book report for us and so I'm going to read it and then Natalie and I will grade it together, uh, which is good because I'm Natalie will tell everybody that I'm a mean grader. She's a
2: really mean grader. I didn't know this was graded. <laughs> and I also use Dictate. Um, I did go back to clean it up a little, but uh,
1: it might be pretty rough. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, let me take a stab at this book report. Lucy's book report. So basically, Cassie is in middle school, and she's a part of a group of friends that have somehow become involved with an Andalite. What is an Andalite, you may ask? Well, a very weird creature. An Andalite has the weak arms <laughs> and body of a boy. <laughs> Uh, and also (laughs) weak arms and body of a boy and also the body of a deer or a horse with a scorpion tail and blue fur and a really weird face with no mouth and face eyes (laughs) Uh, then just two stalk eyes (laughs) I love this very much Um, they are fighting this group of people called the Yerks (laughs) they are also just a regular group of teens there's even some romance for the romantics (laughs) so cassie and the team find out that the yerks and the controllers are going to start deforesting the forest uh what wherever it is they live solely to destroy these andalites why is unclear to me so they need to infiltrate the logging base uh there is also a subplot in this book that involves cassie bonding and saving little skunk babies cassie and the rest of the crew turn into termites to get inside and it's really traumatic apparently and they get what they need to do done uh, sounds like a lot for, for a sure. middle school kids. I think I would have liked this series as a kid for sure. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> oh, wow. for
0: middle schoolers. That's a good book report.
1: That was, I, to me, that's actually an A plus. Like, that's, I would give that a really high grade. Be, just I, because, go ahead, Dwayne. I, I would say partially because of the line, it has the weak arms and body of a boy. Um, that is a direct quote, so g- get on me for plagiarism, but...
2: But do you know what is interesting, you guys? I just have to say, I Googled before they got to the description, because I just jumped into this series. I'm sure there was a better. I Googled, what is an analyte? Because there was this scene where it was like an axe's tail slasher. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Talking about stock eyes. What is this? Um, So I Googled it and he's ripped as hell. Okay? The picture of Axe it's like weak body of a boy he's got six packs and definitely some guns but then when I got to his actual description it was like weak arms and a boy body I was like that is not
0: you might have been looking at a picture of his older brother possibly uh, Prince Elfingore is I think his name uh, update okay. he's dead sorry oh. to be a bummer <laughs>
1: Ooh. So, so do we want to agree on the grade then, Natalie? Do you have a different grade? Because I, I was going to was this an A+. Plus. It made me laugh very hard.
0: No, I agree. It's definitely an A grade for sure.
1: I think you did yeah, a great I, job. This is amazing. Thanks,
0: I really enjoyed this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also appreciated there's even some romance for the romantics. I appreciated, I, appreciated
0: that. I appreciated that you even admitted, I don't know why this is happening. Yeah. You know, I don't. I'm not going to try to rationalize it. It's just what's happening. Even I just they have say, to jump in you know, they say people
1: today, like they, no one ever wants to admit that they're wrong, or they don't know something because they're embarrassed. I really appreciate that you were not afraid to, to not know something. I appreciate yeah. that.
0: Lucy's nice. a modern woman, not afraid. It's of it. that
1: humility that that's I love about right. you, Lucy.
0: And when I said they did what they needed to do to get
2: done, that's because I didn't really know what they did, but it seemed Fair. like they made it
1: out
0: okay. <laughs> Good point. Love this.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it then. Um, We have no new characters or species, which, cool. We had some in the last book, so that seems fine. Um, what, what's, what's going on with the book? What does everyone think about the book today?
0: Can well, we start with how all of these books that feature Cassie and Rachel seem to start, which is boys being dicks. Like, yes. In the two books that Rachel is uh, the narrator for so far, Lucy, she was sexually harassed in both at the very beginning of the book oh my god it's i don't get it and like in this book the boys go into the science lab to torture animals but who are these boys they weren't their friends they were just random just random boys it's always random boys and random men who are just attacking the girls and it doesn't happen in the boy books can i just say though this is a thing about that beginning that didn't make any sense to me
1: so they're watching the mouse and they're trying to the rat and they're trying to figure out why it won't go in the maze and so then Cassie's like, I'm going to morph. And then she's like, Rachel, you also have to morph. Why would Rachel not stay a human so that that wouldn't happen? Yeah, be on the lookout. Because those boys were definitely wrong. But also, why did they both need to morph? I don't wouldn't think it should have at all. I think it was because, irresponsible. Yeah, she should have. Then that way Cassie could have been like, oh, Rachel, I think it's the fan. And then Rachel, Rachel could have then turned the fan off. And then Cassie would have been like, oh, it was the fan. Like, why did they both morph? And it's
2: I don't just know. morphing seems really dangerous to me and there's like it's like I think not something to be messed with in my opinion just coming fresh off this I think it's like you should save morphing for the real emergencies
0: well when Rachel is being harassed she turns into an elephant and scares the living daylights out of men wow a man She's tried to halfway kidnap her into an, an elephant him. yeah a man tried to kidnap her so she turned halfway into an elephant and just terrified him that is terrifying. Yeah. Um,
2: how many? I mean, I guess a lot. How many men are trying to kidnap young women? Is what I was going to say, but yeah. I guess a lot
0: more than there should be, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's too much. And like, okay, in every book, they continually mention how beautiful Rachel is, I heard and that. I, I just don't like that combination of things. That mm-hmm. like Rachel's so beautiful. And she gets attacked and I feel like it's in a way that's like, it's her fault. And I don't like it.
2: Mm-mm. Rachel's so strong. I mean, I can't really take Rachel's character seriously. It's just like so like I can't. I can't. It's just like very typical, like Mary Sue, like she's tough. She's like, you know, she's got a little bit of sass, but she's beautiful. Yeah, so actually really good at everything.
1: I yeah. wanna say though, to speak to that because Natalie and I have talked, I want to say maybe in an earlier episode about how these books are told from the, from the perspective of whoever is, like, the, the person the, the book's about. Yeah, yeah, like, it's told from Cassie's perspective, this book. So, theoretically, the way we're seeing each of these other characters is interpreted by how that person sees them, right? So True. Marco is really annoying in this book, I think more than he is in other books, because I think Cassie yeah. finds him really annoying. Um, and interesting so when we're seeing how beautiful and smart and strong and great rachel is that's because that's the way cassie sees her uh and cassie definitely has a crush on her i i'm just putting it out there cassie's in love with rachel for sure and all of that they were like oh yeah yeah head rubbing yeah yeah so she describes her like this she says Rachel is tall and blonde and beautiful and fearless. She's Zena, warrior princess, only without the leather. Without the leather, We must be the most mismatched best friends in history. Rachel could walk through the mosh pit at Lollapalooza on a rainy day and come out the other side looking like one of those models in glamour. I want to say Cassie's in love with Rachel. Sounds, sounds like it, but she's also got feelings for this Jake guy, too. Yeah, but the Jake, uh, I'm not into that. I'm into this Cassie and Rachel situation. <laughs>
0: Let me, let me catch you up, Lucy, that the broad theme of every episode we've ever done is that Jake is a piece of shit. He does seem annoying. He's, He's a teenage boy funny. and he can go. He so I, I want, I want some, uh, this,
1: the, Cassie is a teenage bisexual. I'd like to see her and her Xena warrior princess uh, girlfriend go and be Animorphs together. That would I don't be really a lot more Jake. fun. Yeah. That would be a lot more fun.
0: Can I talk about why specifically Jake is garbage in this up ep- in this particular? Well, book? he seems yes.
2: really serious all the time, so definitely not a Marco, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. I agree with that. But here are the two specific things that Jake did that I was like, excuse me, what? Okay, the first was, uh, Cassie is expressing that like it's not good to deforest. I don't agree with deforestation. And Marco's like, I don't give a shit about deforestation. I just don't care about the Earth. And Jake sides with Marco and like basically tells Cassie to be quiet. And I was Ooh. like, you guys are you guys are dating? Like, are they yeah, dating? See, that's they're like secretly they dating. Kiss? Yeah, they're, they're like they're secretly like, dating. Like young teenager
1: dating, where you're like sort of you dating, just but like each
0: other. They have you're pictures of each other in their lockers, like that kind of stuff. They uh, held hands
1: with their fingers interlaced at one point, Ooh. which is. That's the way lovers hold hands.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So they're like secretly dating and Jake publicly disagrees with his girlfriend to side with his best friend and then like chastises her about it. And that's not okay. No, I don't understand why they had that fight at all. I I wrote in my notes,
1: why were they having that fight? Because it doesn't really matter what their feelings are about why they need to stop the deforestation. They need to stop it. I think for
2: Cassie's character development, just to drive home the fact that she's an environmentalist, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but then why is Marco fighting with her about it? Like, it doesn't matter. And why is Jake taking sides or anything? Like, I would be like, yeah, yep, deforestation is bad.
2: In Marco's defense, I feel like he wasn't, like, super passionate about it either way. I feel like he was just like, I don't really think about this. So whatever. This isn't- affect me. I don't think he was like, I hate it. We have to deforest. I think he was just like, I don't really think about this. I'm like a middle school boy. Like, what are you trying to, why do you have to care so much about everything? I Which will is- also
1: say that, that Cassie, Cassie brought up the best point in that whole conversation where she was like, how did they ever get permission to cut trees in a national forest? Absolutely. That's really where they should have started. It was um, never, an- oh yeah, because the mind control, there it yes. like, it was answered. Yeah, like, that's, that's the first thing. Um, and I actually wrote a bunch of notes about that because I was like, okay, I know that there are a lot of yurks in town. So like probably people in charge are going to approve it because they're yurks. But also, like, I, you know, I, I'm on next door, and I read when they want to cut down like one tree in the neighborhood, all the neighborhood neighbors are freaking okay. out and posting how it's fascism or posting about comedy. Like people are going out of their minds and screaming and saying horrible things. Context: 1997. People
2: maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't
1: but know. Like, what was but like people hear about that stuff, and then they go to town meetings, and That's there's true. a there lot of. And like Cassie's parents, if anybody would have known about this, it would be Cassie's parents. and They would have gone to some sort of like town hall meeting, like a Parks bad and Rec style. Um, All of them's
2: parents are bad. Parents. For sure. Yeah. Actually,
1: I like Cassie's parents, but I don't understand. I just don't understand how no one knew about it. It couldn't be a secret. It wouldn't be a very good secret. Cassie's parents. Who do wildlife rescue would know about it. Yeah. that's yeah. weird. weird. Where the are other... all the, the bored neighbors?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, wait. I want to say the other thing that Jake did that I did not like, which was he screamed at Cassie. And I was like, that's not how we solve things, Jake. That's not know? how we solve things. Because Cassie was morphed into a skunk and she fell asleep. And so Jake woke her up and she comes out and unmorphs right away. Uh and like, so he like rescued her, but then instead of being like, I'm so glad you're safe. I love you. You're my girlfriend. He screamed at her and again, sided with Marco. And I was like, what the heck are you doing? Call me devil's advocate here. Let okay. me explain
2: how I saw this situation. Cause when I was reading it, I was like, Cassie, you're being so stupid and selfish right now. What <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? So Cassie, for our listeners who haven't read, she this God, this is a ridiculous subplot, but this stuck <laughs> mom had been injured by the draken lasers um, from the Yerkes and this logging thing. And left behind its babies. And while it was being nursed, Cassie felt it her duty to take on the skunk's form and like be their mom. But then instincts took over and she was like so loving being the skunk mom that she just was like, I'm just going to fall asleep here. Even though she knows that if you are an anamorph for two hours, you will stay a skunk forever. And it has even happened to one of their friends. So it's not like they don't know how serious it is. So yeah. When she just falls asleep on the
0: job in her animal form, be pretty mad too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get that. But let's say that your partner did that. Oh,
2: (laughs) I'd be probably, I feel like it would make me, I would still be like, what the hell? Why did you go, one, this isn't on our mission. This is a side thing. It's a Uh personal thing. It's a you thing. Two, you didn't tell really anyone you were doing this, right? just freaking oh that's true she didn't
0: tell anyone that's true he told Tobias
2: oh wait yeah she told Tobias and maybe he went along because also he felt guilty for why didn't Tobias just wake her up he he was the one that was like I think he got them I mean I don't he's a hawk I don't know if he can get in
0: a little skunk hole I don't know his deal but But he he can thought speak to her and wake her up
2: can a thought speak wake you up yeah
0: yeah I feel like can.
2: I I don't know well they didn't do that but at least she's not a skunk forever or maybe that's what she wants and she's so concerned about the skunk baby and here's the thing i like skunk babies as much as the next guy (laughs) but i think there's a bigger picture here and this was putting their whole thing responsibility given to them by whatever mythical creature whatever that person that died i don't know this backstory, but they're putting the whole mission at risk because of some childish, I don't know,
0: but it was upsetting. I okay. would be mad too. What? This happens like every single book and Jake doesn't yell at anybody else. So wait, somebody- are always doing this somebody shit.
2: Somebody turns into a skunk mama and sleeps with the babies <laughs> and almost gets transformed.
0: Well, that one does morphing irresponsibly. Every, every time someone does a morph irresponsibly and selfishly. Well, then and they no one all, else gets yelled at. There needs to be some morphing
2: rules. They need to come together. Are there rules? Does anyone make any rules about no. morphing?
1: No, and part of it's because there's, they're all young. Like we, don't, we don't actually know how old they are. Natalie and I had theorized that they were... Like ninety grade? Maybe? Yeah, we thought they, they, they were in high school. school. We thought they were in high school. I
2: know. I thought that too, but then someone was like... It's hard to think about middle school math, or so I don't know. I oh, that's
0: a good that. point. They do say that. So do they? Like, yeah, 12. the part where she's trying to do her homework. Oh, they're
2: Wait, even I'm younger. They're like twelve or thirteen, probably thirteen. All the them are very young. Actually, I have a lot of questions. Why did this Andalite bestow this huge responsibility? He- on. <laughs>
1: He was die? about to die, and he just wasn't thinking. And also, well, I don't think Andalites... Out? Yeah, they were. They were walking through a construction site. That's where he died. But I also don't think that the Andalites have literally... Like, they... we know from the last book that they study humans in, in school, but they clearly don't actually know anything about humans. Like, they don't understand humans at all. So I don't think that they understand, like... Because I think Acts is supposed to be whatever the Andalite age is for that same age. It's supposed to be the same kind of level. Here's another question acts when he
2: takes the human form, wouldn't it be human instinct not to eat motor oil? Yeah. Right? Good Why point. don't you have more human
0: instincts? You get the animal instincts. I mean, we have instincts, right? Or maybe yeah. we don't. We no, we do. Why do you know we... what he did last time? He, they were in the movie theater and he crawled along the movie theater floor and ate food off the floor. I
2: mean aren't you smart enough to observe you've been observing and studying humans
0: yeah
1: don't you know very strange what what and i actually think it's a good way to to segue into like one of the things we learned definitively and we've talked about on the podcast before so you don't get memories of the person you are or the thing that you're turning into but you do get their instincts
0: and apparently those
1: are different and acts should then have a lot more self-preservation instincts because humans have like Like, some things for sure he doesn't, of course, he'd be weird about. But, like, it's weird that he doesn't seem to have any human instincts at all. No.
0: Except for the attraction one, which we learned about last book, that he is attracted to humans when he's in his human form.
2: Ooh, who's he attracted to? Uh, Rachel. Uh,
0: Rachel. (sighs) Everyone's hot for Rachel. Apparently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Okay, and another thing that we learned that I want to talk about Is, so we, Tobias, we knew had a bad family life, like a bad home life. When he went missing, we never heard about anyone reporting him or looking for him, like nothing. And we were wondering about that. Yeah. So we heard in this book, for sure nobody did. Now, I wrote this as a note when I was reading that I wanted to ask you, Lucy, because I believe that, like, I don't really believe, but like, theoretically, I guess his home life is so bad that his aunts and uncle, I think is who we lived with they yeah. wouldn't notice and they didn't report or whatever but if you had a class and a student suddenly just stopped coming to class would you say something to somebody or would you just be like I guess they're gone I guess here's
2: my theory on this no there would be letters calls home absolutely you would be like where is this kid this kid isn't but after 10 missed days they would be dropped from the if 10 Ugh. The word for all together. Consecutive. Thank you. (laughs) Ten consecutive days gone. You just dropped off the class list.
1: Hmm. But like, it's not like you, like you wouldn't, you would notice
2: that. Yes.
1: It doesn't seem like there's been anything in school.
2: Maybe. I mean, I don't know if we'd put in a missing persons report. We'd probably assume, especially if we weren't getting responses back from parents, from calls and letters, we'd probably just assume they change schools, which happens sometimes without, like, a but they, I don't know. I mean, it's more something they would know in the office, but would you ask to be, I could, to be devil's advocate, it's, like, maybe his uncle and aunt don't really care about him, and they're, like, he just ran away, and whatever. We
0: would also you- know, though, that, like, um, some of the teachers are here, so mm-hmm. it's also very possible that, like, because we know the principal of the school is a year oh. and some of the teachers. That's so true. So it's also very possible that that year straight up just doesn't care.
1: That's I just very true. I just am surprised that the teacher didn't even ask his friends, like, oh, is Tobias okay? Like, I don't know. I'm sure they would, but also kids are stupid. I'm like, I don't know. You know but, you like, it get... doesn't seem like they were ever asked. No one asked these kids who were clearly That's friends true. with Tobias. I
0: mean, like, it would be
1: it would come up it would definitely come up i
2: mean yeah. that he was missing
0: it's weird that people go missing the the like broad theme also of this town is that the adults Yerk or not are irresponsible like mm-hmm. none of the, the adults are too. handle things well no one town. is
2: handling things well yeah. no
1: one yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much god
1: it's so depressing that nobody reported him missing yeah and now he has That's to just be bad.
0: Stunks.
2: What's depressing to me is that Cassie stayed in that skunk form for almost two hours, really putting her whole team at risk. That's what's depressing to me.
0: <laughs> Boy, you'd get really yeah. amped about some of the other books, Lucy. <laughs> There's so much irresponsible morphing. Uh, well, should I don't you think talk I about... an
2: could be an animorph. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, this could be permanent? I'm never going to do it. Ever.
1: <laughs> uh Should we talk about what the hell they were actually doing?
0: Um, Okay, the plan made no goddamn sense. No. No. The plan was, okay, they learned that the, the deforestation is happening through bureaucratic means. There's a council that has to vote on whether or not the logging project can proceed. And so their thought is not, why don't we go to a town hall meeting and see who these people are and if they're Yerkes. Their thought is, let's infiltrate the log cabin where the logging operation is happening because surely those people are inside of the log cabin. I just... I don't get
2: it. I mean, it didn't make a lot of sense. The whole thing, and then it's like, you had to change into so many different animals to get over there. Like, why couldn't you have changed into, like, some flying thing?
1: Yeah. flying insect, even.
0: Why did you you not really... Then a termite.
1: It really relied on them being able to get into a room where they could morph into humans again. Yeah. And they had no idea they'd be able to do that. Yeah. They could have been stuck as termites forever.
0: They also didn't know, like, for all they knew, that was just a storage shed. Like, they have no idea what's inside there. They couldn't there.
2: see. They couldn't see. And the termites' instincts aren't about clearly, aren't about the mission, clearly. Yeah. We can talk about how weird that termite experience was, and everyone hated it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad time. I gotta say, I made a note in my in my notes that they just should not do bug morphs anymore because do every time bugs. they turn into a bug, it's like they have no mind, it's disgusting, it's horrible, they're always super traumatized.
0: Ants, cockroaches, and termites at this point. And flies. And flies? Yeah, and flies.
1: It just seems like the bug ones traumatize them in a way that other animals do not.
0: So yeah. I think I vote,
1: and I know this is not going to happen, but I vote that they stop doing that. Right. <laughs> right yeah they just seem so traumatized and like that makes sense because that like bugs having like a I guess a hive mind hive situation mind. I guess that's a thing but like they know it's going to be bad so stop doing it and then the other thing is they talk a lot about how like the first thing they morph into something it's the hardest because they don't know anything about it why don't they ever morph into that thing elsewhere and like right. practice it one time trial run yeah just, like, make sure that all everything works.
0: Yep. Uh, the yes, the legs move like this. Yeah. It really bothers me. And I also want to
1: say, it seems really wild that the Yerks' force field is so terrible that, that literally, time- it was like, if a branch had fallen, it would have blocked the force field? What kind of force field is that? And also, what are the rules of what what can do that and what can't because how can like a pine needle make it create I a know. shadow but like a person couldn't walk through it like i don't understand that yeah my no question
2: sense. was how much research did the author do on these animal transformations
0: uh it depends on the book i think some of them mm. a lot like sometimes we do science class where we go learn about the animals too and sometimes it does seem accurate and sometimes it seems like bad 90s science Right? Because here's
2: the thing. I had to learn a lot about wolves when my, that was my class's mascot. And I don't remember them being able to run for hours and hours, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember that being like.
0: I think the wolf episode, we learned that a lot of the stuff they put in the book about wolves was wrong. Okay. I think some
1: of that, some of that also to do with the fact that I, I, one of the things think we learned, I think that episode, or maybe I've read this outside of that episode is that um we've learned a lot about wolves in the past like 10 years like there's just been a lot of learning like there, there's yeah, that really nice. common like alpha beta thing that we hear about with wolves but that's not true and they've learned that more recently i think yeah. don't quote this. i'm not a scientist um but like it sounds like there's also some of the stuff is out of date because we've just learned more about how these animals are in the past do 10 years think,
0: do we think this experience of termites as true hive mind they literally just do what the queen tells them is true Well, it makes
2: sense. Like, the fact that they blew up the queen, they really did just, like, bust up their whole lives. Like, what are they going to do
1: now? That kind of makes sense to me. But I don't actually know. Like, that kind of tracks in that, like, you you hear about things like, this is about bees, but, like, when bees, when the queens die in a colony, the whole colony just collapses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the same thing. That's true. I I just said that. That may not actually be a true thing that I just said. But I feel like it's a thing that, like, you hear about bugs with, like, a queen. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. If someone who's listening knows about this, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't want to read about termites that much. I'm not, wasn't strongly uh, compelled to get on Wikipedia and learn about them. Um, I but also if somebody...
0: don't want to search termites because they then all my ads will be for exterminators. Yeah. <laughs> Talk so, about
1: eating poop. I mean, I get it. It's just
2: insect poop, whatever, but they made it seem extra gross in the book.
0: yeah Yeah. if
1: someone who's listening knows about this and has some science about this they want to tell us about definitely send us an email um i'm not going to research it but like if someone has information please share it with us. i'd be curious to know but like not wikipedia i'm not going on wikipedia to read about this that's too much work
0: yeah and like i I just yuck
1: yeah but if someone knows i'd be curious to know about hive minds and insects Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah but minimal pictures
0: well so we didn't really talk about it but what happens with the termites is they become termites once they enter the force field they're like sucked into the hive mind and they have to do what the queen commands and they have no control like the the termite instincts win completely and their bodies are moving Yeah, yeah they can't do anything about it and so then cassie finally reaches her human mind And she tricks the termite mind into thinking the queen is an ant and therefore can be attacked. And so she murders the queen so that she can turn off the termite's instincts. Kills the whole colony, basically. And then they morph out of there.
2: But otherwise they
0: were going to get stuck as termites. Again, they were going to get stuck in something. The stress. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I actually found like sometimes these books, some of the writing I don't always totally love. I and mean, then some of it's just because I think it's written for a younger audience. But I actually found that writing very effective. I thought that was really, like, yeah, it was pretty scary. exciting. It was and scary. scary. Um, and, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I know it's going to happen. But I was like, I genuinely do not know what the hell they're going to do.
0: Yeah, truly. Me too. And, like, she morphs while she's still in the wood, which is yeah. crazy and, like, almost dies from that. Like, yeah, it's- that And then she has a panic attack where I was like, that's very real. Valid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I found that really effective um, and, like, compelling. And exciting, and a lot of time because previously we've seen them morph into things, kind of lose their minds, and then kind of come back to themselves. But it takes a minute um, seeing them absolutely not be able to come back to themselves. like They were not going to be able to survive if Cassie didn't do I that. Done that. That was, and that made, oh, made it really exciting. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I did pick up on this:
2: is Marco was like, "Finally, you get to be crazy like the rest of us." You know, or so I guess maybe Cassie had been keeping it together and this
1: was she's, her
0: moment.
1: She's kind of like the cool, calm, collected one.
0: Yeah. She's like if like I was going to pick a leader, competent. I would pick her. Yeah, she's really competent and like, like clearly she researched the animals ahead of time. She was like, oh, I will be this animal. I should know a little bit about them. You know, Thank like God. Yeah. She, she's a pro.
1: Yeah. She's definitely the, the cool, calm, collected one who probably should be in charge of them.
0: Yeah. Cool. Should we go to study hall? Yes. Uh yeah, let's go to study hall. All right. Our first study hall class is proposed by Lucy and it is lunch break. Let's talk about lunch. Yeah. So, vegetarianism.
2: Why isn't Cassie a vegetarian? Is she vegetarian? I don't think uh, so. I don't think they so. I don't think any of them are. Yeah. It even came up in this book. The Axe, which is like embarrassing to say, it makes me embarrassed that axe <laughs> was, was like, but you humans eat cows and whatever, and dogs even bringing that, bringing that one in. And
1: she yeah. got really offended. But I think it was Rachel who got really offended about the dogs. I actually, okay. I wrote in my notes when I saw the word dogs, when the vegetarian discussion, I was like, Oh no, because it's almost always becomes a bad conversation. I a racist, racist conversation yeah i was yeah, totally. i was really worried that it was gonna become a racist conversation it did not it didn't uh, yeah
2: i was i was glad i had I a moment <sighs> i thought ax brought up a good point it was like you're so disgusted by the dog thing but you're eating the other stuff <laughs> yeah then he was like wait do you eat cats <laughs> honestly he was in the right and cassie getting so offended by like well oh well there's like it's like come on I wonder. Or are you out? You felt out about the termite thing. And this is coming from me, a meat eater, but it seems like if
1: anyone should be a vegetarian, it should be Cassie. Well, I actually don't, like, right now they've only morphed into things like bugs, disgusting, and then, like, large animals. Like, no one's morphed into, like, a cow or a sheep or something like that. I wonder if they do in the future morph into, like, a typical food animal for Americans if that makes it harder for them to eat meat in the future, because I don't eat meat. um, But like, I don't, I don't care if somebody else does, but I would imagine if I were someone who ate meat and then I was able to turn into like a pig and experience their life, experience their instincts, experience like, I think that what I, I want to understand that pigs, they're very smart. Yeah. Um, Would, would that make it really, I would imagine that would make it really hard for me to want to eat them because I've experienced being in their bodies or like being with other pigs.
0: Yeah, I wonder if some of them will become vegetarian in this book as just like a subplot. I think some, they're setting up, maybe Cassie, maybe this is setting
2: something like that up. But I mean, I also thought um, the hawk, what's his name? Tobias. Tobias. Tobias made some valid points about like, okay, Cassie, sorry, at least he told you where the rest of the raccoon babies were. Like he did that to be nice. And He's just living his life. Like, yeah. he, he has gotta eat. He's a bird boy. He doesn't, he has to be alone by himself all the time. And he doesn't get to be with his friends. And the least he can do is fly around and
1: f- get some dinner. Yeah. Well, and he made the point that, like, is it any better eating the mice that, like, the frozen mice that they buy from a supplier? Like, it's kind exactly. of the same thing.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I also remember, so when Tobias became a hawk, he didn't hunt for a long time, and he would go eat, like, human food in Jake's room or something, but eventually he was like, this isn't going to work. I have to hunt. Like, I'm a bird. I have to Yeah, hunt. and I don't have yes. a
2: human body. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be eating broccoli or, like, whatever. I'm exactly. supposed to be eating, like, forest animals.
0: So it seems like Tobias has come a long way, because he was having a whole thing about that, about, like, who am I if I hunt? But now, clearly, he's like, look, I gotta hunt. It's a food chain. It is what
1: yeah. it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just very curious to see how this food thing plays out the longer we go, because that, the longer we go, the more likely it is it going to morph into like a pig or something like that. Yeah. I have a question. Yes.
2: Uh, what does Axe eat in his form as an Andalite? We just, we just learned, this. learned this.
1: What is it? <laughs> he, he eats through his hooves ew, when he runs. Ew. Wait a minute. What the hell? There's no mouth. There's no mouth. There's no mouth. So when he runs um he his hooves crush the grass and like he's able to like get the nutrients from the crushed grass
2: what what in the world up through his fucking legs
0: of his I, body are you yeah. kidding me i do have and a question, he can though. He put his hoof in like water and that's how he drinks i do have a are question there though i'm clear
1: yeah. we don't know a lot about, that, about, that, about that part well I, I do have a question about acts and eating though So he eats by running, and he gets, like, the hooves food thing. No. Does – so he eats a lot when he's a human. Like, he just doesn't stop eating. Does that make him full when he's an Andalite?
0: Yeah, like, how does – Also,
1: if one of us drank motor oil, we would definitely be very, very sick. Yeah. Like, and not, like – Maybe a couple of days from now, but like today, we would be very sick. Like, oh, right I know now. the
2: answer. I know the answer. When you get hurt in not your regular form, if you transform back, apparently all of the bad things go away.
1: True. But does that mean that also, like, anything you consumed, like, I don't understand how, is he full when he's an andalite because he ate when he was a human? Well, eating doesn't seem satisfying as an andalite frankly it doesn't and they yeah. don't have taste at all like andalites, don't have any any sense of taste so like as a human is he just eating for pleasure
0: also axe reminds me of like um you know like sommeliers how they like yeah. notoriously lick things so that they can describe wine better like that's what he reminds me of he's just like wandering around licking things so he can be like ah this popcorn tastes of motor oil
2: this is weird it's making me hungry now i'm like what do <laughs> I, I need to go lick something <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to say last book he is described, oh, he ate the box the popcorn came in. And I want to understand that, too, because I couldn't do that. Like, my teeth are not designed to properly eat a waxed cardboard thing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand his, how he's capable of eating some of this stuff. Does he, like, partially morph in some better teeth? I don't understand.
0: I think I'm going to make popcorn today, guys. Oh, this that's a good idea. I'm thinking of that,
1: too. <laughs> eat it with my weird... Yeah, just like spread it around, like. it around on your floor and then kind of run Project through it. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, it's the whole um,
1: thing. Oh my god! If Axe did that, would he get popcorn? I'm just curious. I don't know. I, I bet he would. Oh yeah, it seems like a, I'm. What I'm envisioning
2: here is kind of like an
0: elephant snout, but <laughs> but for like I think it's. I think it's more like okay. You know how like we eat food, it goes through our digestive system, and as it's like going through our intestines, there's the little cilia right? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. they just like things go past and they just kind of like yeah. pick it up. I think it I, I'm i picturing that his hooves are like horse hooves but on the bottom it has like microscopic cilia or whatever. Weird. So that like as he runs it's like flump! Like it just like picks up stuff. But here's the thing.
2: When we're eating we have gravity, right?
0: That yeah. has to go up.
1: True. It is a lot more work.
0: That's a good point.
1: And does he poop?
0: Unclear. Does no he no. what? I wonder Unclear. how much calories of grass he Yeah, right. He like he has a huge body. He must need a lot of calories. Does
1: he have genitals? Unclear. Unclear. We okay. Last book, I talked about how I really want to know more, more about Andalite sexuality because we don't have a lot of answers. Yeah, we. The more I'm thinking it. about the about their weak boy bodies, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to know if Andalite. Yeah, wait, I want to read the description
2: because I made it in my notes okay i have two things first axe stood nearby his two stock eyes moved continuously side to side peering into the dark woods around us his two main eyes met my gaze and i was just like what and then <laughs> here's another description sort of like a mythical centaur his upper body is like a boy's he has weak looking arms and a head with two movable stalks on top i mean Weak arms, a weak, weak boy. Ugh. Not an attractive picture. No, no.
0: We hate a weak man.
1: <laughs> They're just saying uh,
2: weak. I just, am, and so different from the picture that I Googled of an Andalite where it was just so not weak boy. I'm
0: going to see like what that picture is. It's Hold like on. a sexualized.
2: We
1: can post it on our Instagram. With a scorpion tail. I just want to Let's understand do. how much running through grass must he do, or to feed that this body? one, that that one, yeah, the yeah. first one even.
2: I know that there's been apparently, I'm sure there's some dirty fan fiction and light porn out there that's pretty fucking
1: wild. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I would say is, send it to um, us if you have any because I'm curious, but actually, please don't.
0: Oh my <laughs> god, it's this is from a website called Seropedia. We just learned about Ciro's kindness, who's the biggest fool of the Andalites. Oh, see, there's a whole, there's a
2: whole fan fiction thing you guys are not tapping into yet. And I think the Andalites are supposed
0: to be like, I think they're pretty sexualized by the fans. That's what I'm saying. We'll have to research later
1: when we're further in.
0: Just saying. I think we're going to have to get into the fan fiction for sure. There's a lot of fan fiction art here. It, it's well, sexy
1: art, okay? None
0: of them have genitals for what it's worth. Because we're going there, but we're not going all the way there. We're going
2: to show you not some yet sexy anyway. abs, maybe make eyes at you with our stock eyes, but you're not going to see what's beneath this tail.
0: There's definitely some lady andalites on here, too. Do they have... Do they have... Yeah, <laughs> same not, question. Not really. They just have waist. Here, here's hey, Let me one. see.
2: Turn that around.
0: Oh wow, huh. yeah, no boobs. You know, I just know. like an hourglass figure, which seems well ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. It does seem like we have finished our lunches.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, I will say that it does seem like we went by default to the kinds of conversations we would have at high school during lunch. Yeah. Yes. Very-
1: yes. Yeah. This does feel familiar. Yeah. Um. Great. So the lunch bell has rung. It's time to go to our next class. ethics class yes we had a lot of ethical discussions in this book uh and I think this the big cool. one is the value of life uh, wow. Cassie seemed really bothered and upset about this which I think is pretty valid given how much killing they're doing
2: Approach pro
0: I don't I think I don't know I don't know I could I guess I could see both ways ba- but, but she kind of seems like she's just stuck she's like mm. I don't understand like you know Tobias has to eat the food chain matters, right? And, like, she knows animals and nature, food chain matters. But also, like, how did she get to decide that she got to kill a whole colony of termites? That right. seems like that it's not good.
2: That's useless, man. Like, that whole colony probably did collapse, and it's like, plus, what? I mean, I'm sure they got exploded up and whatever shit went down in the place. I don't know, yeah. but, like, I don't know. That was upsetting, but it seemed like if they didn't do that, they would... I think, is it ethical to be messing around with the natural animal dynamics so much? What about the natural ecosystems?
1: But they're already doing that because Cassie, that skunk that got hurt by the Yerkes, that skunk, if they didn't mess around in nature, would die. That's true. So, like, to a certain extent, Cassie's family already is doing things to interfere in nature, which I don't think is a bad thing. No, you're right, Um, you're right. But, like, there is a certain amount of that that she's already doing.
0: Okay. I found this part I wanted to talk about. There's a part though that I thought was really good, which is um, Tobias is explaining to Cassie that like the whole point of evolution is just to survive. And like, that's the only law of morality as far as he's concerned, like survival of the fittest. Um, And she's thinking, and she's like, one of us or one of them? And she says, survive. And he says, that's the law of nature, the number one law and humans are part of nature. And she says, "Then so are the Yerks, and we're no better than them." I know. And I thought I was like, "That's a good point, because the Yerks, like we're just evo- like we talked about this a little bit in other episodes too, but like, they're parasites. Evolutionarily, that's them. They would totally they were show already doing this on their home planet. They've just continued to do it because that's their evolution.: So they're like, being yerks. They're just being: Is the, yerks. Is the difference between
1: know. the yerks and the humans? Like between what the Yerks are doing and what Cassie and the termites did is that the Yerks left their planet to interfere in another planet's ecosystem, or is and Cassie is in her own planet, interfering with her own ecosystem. Well I mean, it I sounds like
2: the ecosystem of the Yerks. I mean, everyone needs to have a natural predator, but it sounds like the Yerks kind of are the humans of their planet. Like they are, yeah. Jake yeah. Jake made a valid point. I think it was Jake. And I'm sorry I'm so on his team when I guess he's a reviled character, but I think he was the <laughs> one that was like humans are able are the only animal able to help other animals or like have the headspace to think about helping other animals or something like that i'm not putting it exactly the way it was said but that was a point that was made by but also
0: like historically we don't we suck true true we lots don't. of yeah, things become, become extinct
2: because of humans but i also think some humans do like cassie Really, and even Steve Irwin was like mentioned in this book, but not explicitly. Did you guys mm-hmm. catch that? I that. Was, yeah, like, that guy on Letterman that loves the animals. I'm like,
1: that's Steve Irwin.
0: All right, is yeah, it but, though?
1: Because like, I I looked up um, animal person uh, Letterman, and I got someone different.
0: What? Okay, but Steve Irwin was really popular around this time.
1: I'm gonna yes, say, yes, but also there was like a, a zookeeper who like went on Letterman a bunch with animals.
0: That's trash, and I hate that hot take. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> Sorry, we like, tell you about <laughs> it. You're going to make it about Steve Irwin. Okay. And we're going to pretend, even
2: if they weren't referencing him, in my heart they were.
0: I, I thought that this was an interesting moral argument and, like, the whole thing about, like, how do we decide who lives and who dies? Like, what right do we have? Like, that's a very interesting moral argument, but I do – kind of want them to get back to the more immediate moral argument, which is every single time they go do their guerrilla warfare, like they have a battle of some some kind, they kill a controller. And so they kill an innocent life. A in human, the host. They kill the host, right? They kill the host, exactly. And so like, like hosts are getting injured and killed left and right, and they're just like flippant about it. Like but what about that, that guy? That didn't he make a recovery
2: in the hospital, Mr. What's-His-Face? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that the guy... He wasn't who, a host
2: yet, though.
1: He wasn't a host. but So this is the thing, is, like, it it seems like if they grapple with the fact that they're killing hosts in order to kill the Yerks, like, that's going to be such a horrible moment for them, because there isn't a lot they can do to prevent that.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they should have come up with a strategy to prevent that. Like, figure out a way to, uh, uh, whatever, like, destabilize that individual controller without killing them, because they just Mm. continually kill them. What's up, Lucy? Can I bring up a Star
2: Trek moment that I feel like is aligned? Yes, you can. On Star Trek Deep Space Nine, there's a character who is a parasite and a host. Do you guys know what I'm talking about?
1: I want you to know, Lucy, I brought this this character up maybe three or four times. I'm like, Dax, Dax. This book makes me think about Dax.
2: Well, in that scenario the parasite and the host have a consenting relationship. Yeah, right? symbiotic. And it is, it was a choice that
0: was made between both of them. It's just, it's just interesting. Yeah. The, yeah, there's no choice in this. So like, we can definitely say like the Yurk are evil because they just like violate a body and make it theirs. With and there's their been consent. other it, sharks
2: parasites like that too, that just like yeah.
1: get in there and are bad. I, I would love to see if it is possible that there is a um, a host situation that is symbiotic. We haven't yeah. seen it yet, but I'd love to know if it's possible.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I I just I think it's hard because these kids are in way over their head. They don't have a lot. Like they don't have any skills or knowledge about like how to fight a guerrilla war because they are teens. Turn into gorillas. Um, <laughs> 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 um but I. I think it's hard because they I don't think they know how to destabilize the host and it's not even like Axe is gonna be able to help them with that because Axe doesn't know either.
2: Yeah, why yeah. does Axe not have any more inside information? He's the alien, he's the person that brought this all upon them. He's I'm a teenager
1: too. too. He's very young, yeah. He doesn't That's know why he has weak arms and a Probably. boy body. Probably. Probably. Not a man yet. Yeah. He's just a boy, not yet a man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough thing. I'm sure we're gonna see more of this debate about the value of life and like like who who dies in these situations. I'm sure oh we're gonna have debate come up. I think up one of the again, five again. will
0: die. Probably.
1: Oh bet. I think <gasps> it's gonna happen. I don't we we don't know. But it does seem like there's a strong possibility at least I, I think even if it's not one of the main characters, I bet someone close to the Tobias is gonna go first. They don't need that bird around.
0: <laughs> it will be sad.
1: The like little, Jake's, go Jake's
0: f- brother is a controller. I could see him dying.
1: Yeah. I could see to a parent. Um, oh, parent. I like Cassie's parents so much, and I'm afraid it's be one of them.
0: If Me a too. parent dies, I feel
2: like even though they've been incredibly irresponsible with the way their children spend their free time, I feel
0: like the parent is just like. Wait, well. Lucy doesn't know the most important parent fact.
1: Oh, yeah. The, Marco's, so Marco's mom, mom
0: disappeared a few years ago. She's vizier one.
1: She's, she's like
0: the top york controller so they have to care about the host because marco's mom is one they're not just gonna kill her that's exactly that yeah so that's a whole thing that happened and then it was immediately forgotten about like it disappeared i'm sure it's gonna
1: come back up it's, there's no way it doesn't
0: yeah what are
1: the
2: books from marco's point of view like he seems like a nice he's, guy. he's sad
1: yeah he's very depressed yeah he was he's a sad okay.
0: defense mechanism
1: yeah I would say like his books and Tobias's books are the ones that are the most sad. Yeah. Because they're both dealing with some really big questions. Like Tobias's book was all about like, what is the nature of humanity? And Marco's book was all about like dealing with grief and how it can just destroy your life.
2: What themes. Okay. On the outside too, as a teacher and former person that would never read these books as a child, but would just like really look at them at Barnes and Noble because the covers were so weird. I had no idea Us too. It, they were this yeah. political or brought up so many philosophical questions. Yeah. I have more respect for the series now, I think, than I did going in. I thought it was just going to be like,
0: oh my God, mighty morphing time. I mean, that's what we thought too when we made this podcast. And then we were yeah. surprised to learn, uh-oh, it's serious.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we've said a couple <laughs> episodes that like, we both expected it's going to be goofy and silly, but actually the writing is pretty solid. Not all the time. I think there are parts of it that aren't, but like- you did find a typo. You did find a typo.
2: I did find a typo. I just want to say, I'm going to point it out. Let me <laughs> ring it up because I mean, this was edited. It should, okay. Dizzy and confused. I, though I saw Jake leap toward a Hork-Bajir warrior. Um, Those should have been thought. That's
0: a good point. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, I think we've both said that like it's pretty good. Like it's actually and it deals with a lot of pretty grown up topics in a way. And it's also a lot darker than I remember. I don't think I remember the books being this dark. It seemed like
2: the fact that one of the five. That you guys think that one of the five could totally go is like, whoa, they're playing with the reader's hearts, man. They are. Yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't read these books when I was a kid because I was afraid of them because the covers were kind of scary. The covers were a lot. And I think my instinct was right. I think I would have been really, like, I would have been upset by these books as a kid. Oh, that termite thing. I don't
2: know if I was like a big, a good reader. So I feel like I would have picked it up when it was
0: too young or I was Mm -hmm. too young. And I would, I would have picked it up as like an eight-year-old. And And that would have been too scary. Yeah. What? Yeah, like literally when Harry Potter came out and I read book two and there was a snake involved, I couldn't read it for years. Like I oh read it gosh. too young and I was too scared. These books would have freaked me out.
2: Book one, I remember like, oh my, it was nighttime when I read
1: it. It was yeah. late and I was terrified too at scary. the end. Ugh. Yeah. Would you have been scared, Dwayne? Uh, to read this book. I mean, I read them as a kid. I don't remember being scared of them. Uh, of You're course brief. you did. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay course you did you're yeah, really attracts. political I am very political that's right <laughs> I was reading I read American Girl Dolls me too those are good good stuff I'll have you back on when we read American Girl Dolls for the podcast oh my god yeah. I had
2: a Kirsten doll I read all I mean I read all of the books I think for everyone but I know a lot about Kirsten's life we'll have
0: to think about that for the future Lucy do scholastic book fairs still happen in schools
2: well, at my school the past several years, we hadn't had one because it's a lot of work. And the PTA mom that did it was like, I am sick of doing this with no help and no one's helping me. So we didn't have one for two years. Wow. Until last year. I've a really great helper. Um, started it up, a parent of some
0: kids that were in my class, and they got it going again, which the kids were really thankful about. That's good, because yes, classic book fairs are so much fun.
2: It really was cool, and um, I got a bunch of books. It was during parent-teacher conferences. The kids were super excited. They get most excited about the stupid stuff they sell that's like, look at this eraser. Look
0: at this keychain. Look, this is an invisible pen. Admittedly, I did too. I mean, I did too. But I mean, I bought a bunch of books, but I also bought a bunch of stupid erasers.
2: And that's, oh, the erasers I've taken away. <laughs> and like, those are toys and I don't want to see it. And also sometimes you just have to open your desk because you just want to check on your erasers. You just want to see them. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Clo- please, like, they're okay in there. Nothing's happening in there. <laughs> please close your desk. Your erasers
1: are fine. <laughs> uh, well, I think maybe it's time that we... Go get our homework assignment.
0: Yeah. Will you read the back of book 10
1: for us? I will, and I won't hold it up so you don't have to see it, Natalie. Thank you. Because we are on Zoom and the next book has a spider
0: on the cover. I don't do spiders. Can you close your eyes really quick, Natalie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure.
1: It's got a weird hole because the page has (gasps) been torn out. But who is that morphing? Is that Marco? Uh, It's Marco. Oh God. Okay, it's down, Natalie. Thank you. Okay, so the cover has Marco and he's morphing into a spider and it says fear has a new name. Dot 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 yerk. And the back says, when Marco runs into his old friend, Eric, he doesn't think too much of it. He's got a couple of more important things to do, like helping to save the world. But then Marco finds out Eric's been hanging with the kids at the sharing. And he starts to think that something just a little weird is going on. So Marco, Jake, and Axe decide to morph and check old Eric out, just to see if he's been infested with a yerk. The good news is that Eric's not a human controller. The bad news is that Eric's not even human. Dun, dun, da. Okay, um, we're gonna
0: get new species and new character.
1: I will tell you the name of the book is the name of the book is The Android. So I'm guessing you <gasps> an Android. God.
0: Whoa, oh that's gonna be so cool. Now I kind of want
2: to read it. I did. You get can read it anyway at the end of oh my, my book God. that
1: I bought. I can read the preview and continue on. Okay. Yeah. The past couple of books have had on the back it'll say like, there's a bookmark inside or there's a thing inside, but we bought these books from eBay and there have not been those things inside sometimes. But this one, Natalie, you might want to close your eyes. Okay. Um this one has stickers inside. Oh <laughs> yeah. Spiders, stickers? There's one with a spider. Hold hold on, That's I'm disgusting. covering it. Disgusting. Now you can look. Now you can <laughs> look, look Natalie. It. Oh god. Who's that one? Who's that oh kid with the, it's a, with the This is a, a cheetah. But who's that it's boy? The I think this is Jake turning into like a cheetah or something. Oh my gosh, Jake!
2: They really made him out on the cover to look like what you had a crush on in the '90s if you
1: were a heterosexual girl. Yeah, and the one with Marco turning into a spider, it has in the little like arrows, never surrender. And the one with Jake has him. It says you're out of time.
2: Jake has that like floppy haircut and like the the jeans and like the open shirt. Totally looks like Sean Hunter or something.
0: I just think. I appreciate that we're morphing through the entire animal kingdom. We could have skipped the spider one. Nobody we just would could have skipped the bugs. You know, I'm kind of interested. We do
2: in the Hutton Mifflin like literature book that we have. There's a whole nonfiction section on spiders, and what? actually, has been problematic for some of my students. One of my students, this sweet little boy, I won't say his name, but he was just terrified. And the kids would sometimes even open it to, sh- and be like, "Don't open to that spider story." And then ah! I was like, "Kid, I really want you to stay for the spider story because it's it's good. It's a good nonfiction article about spiders." But, like, maybe you can turn away and you just can listen. We figured out something. But it's traumatized some students.
0: Okay, I'm going to tell you guys a story. And this can just be a little teaser about my relationship with spiders for our next episode. One time, we were FaceTiming with family. Me and Dan are FaceTiming with family. And I, Dan's talking to them. And I'm kind of looking away. And I, I have a, there's, like, a catalog that came in the mail. And I'm just flipping through it. It's like a furniture catalog. Like, it's not anything, okay? And I open to a page, and it is a close-up shot of a spider's face that takes up the entire page. Wow! And before, like, this was truly instinct. Like, before I had a rational thought, I had thrown it up in the air, fallen off of the couch, curled up in a ball, and screamed before I knew what was happening. And Dan, Dan didn't move he just kept talking to his family and his family was like oh my god is she okay and he was like I'm sure she's fine something just happened with a spider she'll be okay <laughs> you would not have been able to read
2: this nonfiction article about spiders it was
0: horrifying and I hated it and so anyway Dwin is gonna like redact the spider parts out of the book for me before to. I read it
2: wow
1: that's right I'm a good friend I don't know how I feel about redacted literature I don't know <laughs> Well, so Natalie will not, When we, by the time we finish this, the Animorphs, Natalie will not be able to sh- say she's read all of the Animorphs, but she will yeah. have read most of it.
0: I'll have read 98% of Price? it. Price she's willing to pay for comfort. <laughs> I am uh, not willing to have a panic attack about
1: spiders. No, that's that's fair. just it. Well, so on that note, uh, we will have another guest next week to help yeah. us discuss the spiders because it Natalie will be, won't be able to talk to me about that. Dan. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Um, so it's going to be fun. Uh, and let's talk about where you can find. The podcast online
0: yeah we're uh, right. we we're... are
1: on instagram at the book report pod mm-hmm. and we're on facebook as the book report and you can email us
0: at we email... love at gmail.com that's right that wasn't and... taken
1: no nope <laughs> i know uh, i know right yeah so if you've got opinions about the anamorphs or things we should know or you know about termites but aren't gonna send us a gross article Email us there. If you feel the need to send spoilers, don't. But if you really feel the need to send spoilers, put spoilers in the uh the subject and then we'll have someone else read it who doesn't mind being spoiled. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh and then I guess review us on wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us five stars. And if you say something really interesting in your review, uh, or something mean about Jake, I guess we also I think the last time we said if you say something mean about Jake, we'll read it yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah.
2: Or, oh, I it? mean, if you disagree with anything and have a strong reaction, like how I did about Cassie and the skunk thing, I don't know. I feel like you should say it.
1: Yeah. If, you, if you're very knowledgeable and you think you should be on our podcast, you can send us an email, and yeah. uh, we'll talk to you.
0: We'll see. Oh, my God. Can we get, like, an animal scientist? Oh, my also God. you are an, an animal scientist. Fan. Who's Where are the Animorph Megafans? Come out. If you're a mega
1: fan, if you're an animal scientist, if you know a lot about trauma, because I've written a lot of notes about trauma and we've talked about trauma a lot, but neither Natalie and I are experts in trauma. If you know, a lot we about don't know trauma, shit
0: about anything. We would
1: love to have you on the show to talk about trauma and its impact on the brain. I know a little bit, but not that much. And that's kind of it. So if you have a lot of information that you think is relevant to the Animorphs and you want to be a guest on our show, uh, send us an email. Yeah. We're very nice.
0: We can zoom it And
1: up. If you are K.A. Applegate, definitely send us an email. We will have you on our show. You're great.
0: Oh my God, that would be. Simple. Oh my gosh, we have questions. We have that a lot of questions. Cool. I think just by nature of the fact of us having questions, she probably will not be interested in talking to us.
1: <laughs> we just have a lot of questions, and we like your book series. Please come on our show.
0: Yeah, but also, I have been shit talking a lot about Jake.
1: <laughs> we we don't <laughs> like Jake. That's true.
0: I thought he was okay. We'll see. We'll see.
1: All right, uh, I think that's, it. that's it for us today.
2: don't want to close the closet door all the way because it gets stuck and I don't want to be trapped and there's literally not a doorknob on this side so what okay it's like flat I can't
1: talk about it okay (laughs) Lucy is taking her life (laughs) in her own hands for this podcast right our listeners should be grateful